Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. And, and Pastor, you're going to help me read and put the title of the message up there. The power of your testimony. Repeat that after me. The power of your testimony. I didn't say power, I say the power. The power of your testimony. You got to speak proper English, right? The power of your testimony. Say that again. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to her. Say it. They will go another Puerto Rican Negro church. Yeah. But I want you to read, Pastor, I want you to read for me Revelations, chapter 12, verse 11. Revelation, Revelation. And they triumphed over him. No, by no, the- no, Pastor, you got you to gotta read it like a black man, you understand? <laughs> you know, black lives matter, right? <laughs> so let's say that this is, this is the potter's house in Dallas. So, so stand up and read that verse for me. <laughs> And they, <laughs> and they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb. By what? what by, by, by what? By what? By, by the, the blood, blood of, the lamb. of the lamb. Not just that, but what else? And by the word of their testimony. And the, and the word of their testimony. <laughs> they did not but, but love wait, their wait. lives so much as to shrink from them. Show them how to do it. Baby. <laughs> Read that again. King James says, and they're overcame by the power of their testimony. Read it. Like, what are you looking at? What were you looking at? Yes, I, I got to cover myself with this. <laughs> Read it. Okay. They triumphed over him by no, the blood of the lamb. No, no, no. See, give, give me some. Da, da, da. Do you have another piano player? This is the only thing you have? Okay. And they overcame. By what? And they overcame. By what? By the blood. By the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the and what, Lamb. And what else? And by the word of the And the word testimony. of their testimony. Yeah. Now yeah. you got to go. <laughs> they overcame. There's a request. There's a statement here. By the blood of Christ, by the blood of the Lamb, and the power, the word of their testimony. So I want you to read for me, Pastor. Mark chapter 5, verse 2 and 18. When Jesus climbed out of the boat. When Jesus came out of the boat. A man possessed by an evil spirit. Wait, wait, wait. There was a man there, but he had a problem. He came from the tombs to meet him. But yeah, yeah, but when Jesus came out of the boat, the man was possessed. That's correct. A madman, an evil man. But verse, read verse 18. Let's go to 18. No, 18. It says this. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed. Wait, 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 wait. When Jesus comes out of the boat, verse 2, the man is what? Possessed. He's under the power of somebody that is greater than him. Mm. But now verse 18, Jesus is about to get back 
into the boat. But the man is not the same. Hmm. The man who has been possessed is not the same. He wants to jump, he wants to jump into the boat. And what happened? And it says, and begged Jesus to go with him. He said, can I go with you? Give me some. Can I go with you? I'm so grateful what you have done for me. I don't want to stay here at the cemetery. Can I go with you? But listen to this statement that Jesus, listen to this statement. But Jesus said, Hold on. Here we go. verse 29, verse 19, I'm sorry. Yeah, verse 19. It says, but Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been with you. The man is so grateful. Jesus, please take me with you. I will testify and you will do the miracles. But Jesus said, no, no, no. You, you got to go back home. Because you have a story to tell. Don't jump, don't jump into the boat to go with me right now. There's some stuff that you need to fix at home. Because you have a story to tell. We have a great church. We have great servants. We have a great word. But I want to provoke you today. Because there's power in your testimony. And there's four things I'd like to share with you. Can you picture this guy? This guy went back home. Saw mom and dad for the first time. He told my son the last thing I heard of you. You were a madman possessed by the devil at the cemetery, but you're not the same. What happened to you? The first statement was, Mama, he found me. The power of your testimony. He found me. It doesn't matter if you were looking for God or not. He's looking for you. I was not looking for God. I grew up in the streets of New York. My mom grew up in the streets. My mom has seven kids from three different guys. That's my mother. She was not looking for God. I was not looking for God. I was looking for a fix. I weigh 105 pounds. And nobody cared for me. But then once you meet him, you got to tell people, he found me at my worst. The cemetery was my home. Nobody cared for me, but he found me. There's a sweetness about the grace of God, the mercy of God. Something that you cannot retain for yourself. You cannot. You're forced whether you like it or not. And I don't have to pray for God to use me. I don't have to pray for God. Do I talk to so-and-so? No. It's a mandate. Go and tell your story. Go and preach the gospel. 
You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a pastor. This guy was not a preacher. This guy was a madman possessed by the devil. But now he went home. Mama, he found me. No one is born to be a loser. I work with over 30,000 inmates a year. Not only in the state of Texas, but I do too in some countries around the world, especially Puerto Rico, every year. I see tattoos, I read their tattoos and what have you, but nobody was born to be a loser. And when he saw mom and dad, mom, he found me at my worst. I, I, I lost my respect. I lost everything. But he found me. And then may ask my wife, how come Carlos is like that? Carlos never stops. See what kind of batteries he uses. See, but if I was a junkie and I was a thief and I was no good, I have enjoyed the grace of God, not, not for a year, not for two. I just finished celebrating 51 years of my freedom. And I'm still so crazy about him because without Jesus, I'm a junkie. Without Jesus, I'm a nobody. But I have a story to tell you, church. He found me just like he found you. The power of your testimony. Not only he found me when I, when I had no hope, I had no faith, I had no future. But if I got power in my testimony, not only he found me, but he confronted me. The Bible says, Jesus said, what is your name? He says, I'm legion. There's too many of us. This is my dwelling place. Verse 9, who are you? Where are too many? God is not afraid of no devils. There's not a war between the good and the evil, between God and Satan. The devil is no match for heaven. God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Ghost. They got everything under control. And I have no need to be afraid because he not only found you and found me, but he confronted you. Who lives there? Who rules your heart? Who rules your soul? There are too many. God is not afraid of the group. God is not afraid of many. I know you want to give me a napkin, right? But I got a handkerchief that is blue. That matches my shoes, my pants, this. And my, this is blue. And if you want to know my underwear, they're not blue. I got to do that because if I continue like that, I'm going to be crying and 
I look nasty when I cry. Don't laugh, Pastor. I'm serious. Don't make fun of me. The last pastor that messed around with me, he's at the cemetery. But he's not dead. He just works there. Look over here. I'm legion. Give me music. I'm legion. Evil music. A wedding is the same. Look. You didn't get it. Possessed by something bigger. Possessed by something bigger. Mm. Ah. Ah. Give me another piano player, man. How many times you wanted to get set free and you have no power to do it? How many times I wanted to change and I didn't have power to do it? I'm going to be 70 in May and I, I know I don't look 70. My wife told me, you don't look 70. She said, you look 80. I can talk about her. She's not here yet. It's... Now you're playing good when I say that I'm old, right? What's your name? Emerson. I don't like you. I don't even like your name. With that music, like the demon possessed was kind of gay. No, give it to me again. Give it to me again. The soft music. I'm legion. No, Papa. Oh, Papito, if you're going to laugh, laugh with the group. Don't get behind. Laugh with the group. Pastor Chris, you know how many times I wanted to change. I ran from New York to Puerto Rico, from Puerto Rico back to New York. And I didn't know what to do, but I wanted, I wanted to change. But I had no power to change. So I ended up being dead at a cemetery until he found me. He confronted me. Your problem is not heroin. Your problem is not that you got 36 brothers from your dad's side of the family. Your problem is not that you grew up with two, two, stuff, two stepfathers. My last stepfather spent 10 years in prison. Your problem is you need me. How can you do that? I'm possessed by something that is bigger than me. Mama, he knew me. He knew the force that was controlling my soul, my body, and my mind. But he confronted me. Mom, he not only found me, confronted me, but he delivered me. There's nothing like the freedom that you find in God. I will never forget, ever, ever forget November 5th, 1970. I just came out of prison. They gave me eight, eight to ten. I only did one year. And I met this crazy Puerto Rican that just got back from Vietnam. Joe Rosa. And Joe Rosa at the Teen Challenge Program Center, the rehab program, he said, Carlos, your problem is you need Jesus, man. In life, 
when you go through so much and it seems that there's no answer you wonder about yourself about your future about your present what's going to happen with me i cut my veins twice because when you don't have reason to live there's not a desire there but the light of heaven came to the cemetery when jesus stepped out of the boat <laughs> real freedom came at the cemetery this thing that possessed this man was greater than he was the power of this man was so great that about 2000 pigs went over because of the force that this man had inside of him but Jesus said I don't care about your name I don't care how many you are you coming out because there is power in the name that is above every other name there's power in the name of Jesus the son of God because those that overcame they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the power and the word of of their testimony and there's power in the blood of Jesus somebody asked me Carlos I love you you serve God over 50 years but man you're lucky what a you got your you got self power you you motivate yourself no 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 I got no power but once you stay under the blood and you stay there the devil cannot cross the blood and I'm secure in the presence of this incredible savior adding ask him to die for me willingly he gave his life for many including you adding ask him to die for me but he loved me There's a Puerto Rican there in New York. There's a Puerto Rican running the streets of Puerto Rico that needs me. I'm going to save him. I'm going to change him. He's going to become an instrument of my grace. I didn't know that until, until I met him at my cemetery. Deliverance. Second Corinthians 5:17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, He becomes a new creature. I became a new man. I had no idea what was happening with me. I just kneeled down. I was I was I was about to leave the program. And Joe said, "What are you doing?" The second day I was there. So I'm getting out of here. You guys are crazy. So I'm I'm walking out of the program. He says, "Where are you going, man?" I'm going back home. He said, "No, you got to go back to prison. You all the state eight years." And I said, I love Teen Challenge. I'll stay. And I went to a room and I prayed a simple prayer. Jesus, if you're real like my mother says, come into my heart and change me. I was so afraid. I began to cry so hard. My last stepfather spent 10 years in prison. He said, "Los hombres no lloran, real men don't cry." I was crying without no control and I called Joe Rosa. I said, "Joe, Joe, Joe." He ran the stairs. He said, "What's up with you?" I hugged Joe. He's the first man that I ever hugged like 
I gave him a hug and I started crying. I said, Joe, what's, what's happening with me? You know, Joe Rose, that tonto stupido, you don't understand. Jesus is coming into your heart. You know, Joe Rosa, there began a life that I had no idea. I, I had no idea what was going to be, what was going to be happening with me. I went to the seventh grade. I went to, to school every year, every, every day, but I just didn't go to class. Five of my grandkids, they got more school than me. I had no idea. And then Joe said, Carlos, you're going to be traveling the world. Nikki Cruz name said, Negrito, you're going to travel all over the world. David Wilkerson came to the farm and said, Papa, I see you traveling all over the world. I had no idea what was going to be happening with me. Oh, but thank God for the power of the blood. And the power of a testimony. He found me naked. The Bible says that he was naked. But now when the disciples came, he was dressed up. There's, there's, not, there's no clothing store or the cemetery. But once you come to Jesus, he not only saves you. He becomes your brother. He becomes your father. He becomes your mother. But he also becomes your dresser. He will dress you with a new garment. The garment of praise. You are a new creature in Christ. You're no longer naked. I'm no longer the man that I was. Because I have been changed. I am somebody. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, rules and lives inside of me. I had no idea. I had no idea what was going to happen. They would not give me a passport because of my passport. I'm in my seventh passport now. My passports are this thick. Every one of them. I had no idea. Um, Mama, he not only found me and confronted me, he delivered me. But I'm here, Mama, to tell you, he has sent me. I remember, I remember that November 5th was on Friday. And I just gave my heart to Jesus and I was afraid to go to sleep that night because I was afraid to lose that sensation that I had. But by Saturday morning, it was still there. Sunday came, there was no phone, none of that stuff, no cell phones. So my mother came to see me on Sunday and I rehearsed Saturday. I said, I'm gonna stand up, they said, mama, Jesus lives inside of me, but how many, how many of you know that that didn't work? Sunday came, my mom came out of the car, and I ran towards my mother. And the first thing 
I just wept so hard. And after, I don't know how many minutes, I said, Mama, please forgive me. I almost killed my mother. I robbed everything from my mom. The day they took, the last time they took me out of my house at two in the morning, uh, the cops, uh, my mother was having a mild heart attack and I didn't care. And I said, Mom, forgive me. And she, she, she looked at me and she said, Papi, if God forgave me, I got no problem forgiving you. And I hugged my mom. And she said, Remember what I said to you that you're going to serve God? Remember what I said to you that you're going to become a pastor? Get ready. Something crazy is about to happen to you. I was sent to go home. Go home and tell your folks. I'm going to follow Jesus. Jesus, can, can you make some room for me in the boat? No, no, no. Go home and tell your folks what I have done for thee. You have a story to tell. We have a story to tell. And I'm going to preach. Reach each. The reason for my return I found what I was looking for. I found, I looked for him and heroin and stuff like that, but he wasn't there. But I found him at my worst. I got my dignity back. I'm somebody. He found me. And now from the cemetery to my way back home, no one can tell your story like you. And I will finish with this. I ended up in Chicago after I finished a program working with the Latin Kings in the north side of Chicago. I went to Chicago Bible College for a year and God spoke to me, get out of the big city and go to El Paso, Texas. I had some friends there at Bible school and I went. Then the first, the second day I was there, I saw this Mexicanita. That's not a drugs, that's a Mexican girl. You know. And I want to deport you back to your country. Where are you from? Oh, yeah. We have a home. We have a rehab home in Santa Ana. We have a school. We graduated over 28,000 students in Santa Ana. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, Santa Ana. This is English service. Santa Ana. And um, I saw her, and, and God spoke to me, there's your wife. And I, I went to her, and I said, hey, girl, you're going to be my woman. I don't know her name. I, you know, I have no class, you know. I know you got class, but I'm a negro from the streets, you know. I got no class. They said, hey, tu vas a ser mi mujer. You're going to be my woman. She looked at me like, are you talking to me? And I pursued her for two years. She was afraid of me. When she heard my testimony, oh, she was afraid. But then God spoke to her and said, what I have cleansed, 
do not call it unclean. And she came to me and she says, I want to have breakfast with you. And I said, she's mine now. <laughs> so I've been married to this girl for, it's going to be 47 years this coming July. Let's say 47 years. And we have three sons. The little one doesn't look like me in Normandy, but he's, he calls me dad, so it's okay. Are you laughing with me or making fun of me? Brother, don't make fun of me, man. I got three boys. Two are pastors. One is a businessman. I have 10 grandkids and number 11 is about to be born in May. My grandson, Carlos Ortiz IV, taller than me, he preaches the gospel at your college. And when I look back and uh, when I see what God has done for me, bless the Lord of oh my soul. Bless his holy name. I will not forget none of his benefits. Today, by the grace of this incredible Savior, he called me and said, I'm going to use you. And now I travel all over the world. I've been in every country, Central South America, most of the countries in Europe. And I laugh when I go to prison uh, in Puerto Rico. They said, "Now with us, Mr. Carlos Ortiz." He used to call me Morocco. My, my, my nickname, Morocco, está loco. And, and now they let me in the prisons, but then they let me out too, which is important, you know. <laughs> he said, "Mr. Ortiz," but they got to pay my ticket. They got to pay my hotel. Hello. They got to give me, they got to give me whatever I ask. Hello. I'll be Puerto Rican, but I'm not tonto estupido, which means in English, God is with me. And now I laugh when I see hundreds of invitations coming to my office and I have no time to visit all of those places. And then, I see God smiling at me and making fun of me. Sometimes I'm in the shower or driving. I was flying from Johannesburg. I was in Gabon. I was in Harare. I went to see my roots. Getting get it. Um, black. Forget it. Um, my mother's black. Forget it. She's not black. My mother has a beauty mark that covers all her body. She's not Forget it. My mother was born at nine and there was no moon. Forget it. I said, Mom, night, smile so people can see you. She goes, She only has 40, two on top and two on the bottom. When she puts meat in her mouth, the meat goes, I dare to buy me. I dare to buy me. I dare you. That's a Hebrew dance that I learned from Joe Rosa. Um, so I'm flying from, I'm, 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 I'm going to finish now. I'm flying from uh, Johannesburg to London. I got a coach ticket to make this story short. They put me in first class, not business, first class. This is a $7,000 seat. And I, 
I heard somebody whisper something in my ear. There's nobody there. And then God said to me, just to let you know how much I love you and you're special to me. And this, this has been my life. God has been real to me. And I have no other choice but to depend and stay under the blood of the Lamb. And I have a word in my testimony. He found me. He confronted me. He delivered me. But he sent me. And I'm here as a living testimony that God loves you so much. It doesn't matter where you at, what you have done. The blood of Jesus Christ is more powerful than your sin, than your past, because there's power in the blood. And if you allow the blood to cover you, you will have power in the words of your testimony. Bow your head with me, please. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. You are so incredible. How you came from heaven to love somebody, people like us. People, people without no hope and no future, no faith. But yet you came to give yourself as a ransom for us at the cross. And now you live inside of us. We are the temple of your spirit. And we agree that you found, you found us, you confronted us, you deliver us, and you have sent us. But now we want to do something about that. We want to go to the highways and to the byways and compel people to come as we share with them the power of the blood and the power of our testimony. In the name of Jesus, everybody Put your hand over your heart and repeat with me. Father, in Jesus' name. Do not be afraid. Father, in Jesus' name. I commit myself to you. My life is yours. You found me. You confronted me. You delivered me. And you have sent me. I want to do something for, for your kingdom. As I share with others the power of my testimony because I have a story to tell and nobody can tell my story like me in Jesus name second prayer grab your heart right there and pray with me Jesus I didn't know this was going to happen today but I'm here say that I'm here and I know that I need you today more than ever I confess my sins to you. I believe that you're the son of God. And that God the father raised you from the dead. And because of that. I give my life to you. Come inside of me. Kiss me. Hug me. Forgive me. Guide me. And possess me with your love. I ask you this. In Jesus name. Amen. Two questions. 
How many of you, you said, Carlos, man, I needed to hear that. I really needed to hear that. Let me see your hand. If you needed to hear that, you needed to hear that. Let me see your hand. Come on, let me see your hands. Yeah, me too. I'm going tomorrow to back to the jungle, to my city, but with a new heart. To eat with my spiritual father and to have dinner with my wife and my spiritual daughter, Ada. What a blessing. The second question is, how many of you, how many of you here for the first time? Let me see you. If you're here for the first time, can I see your hand? God bless you. Somebody else? Somebody else? Okay. How many of you for the first time, you repeat the second prayer when I said, Jesus, I need you today. Come into my heart. Did you, today was your first time? Did you raise your hand? Did you do the prayer? Okay. Somebody else? Somebody else? Okay. Give her a hand. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Somebody will talk to you after the service. Stand up with me. Can I take two minutes? I'm just, I want to make you feel good. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, thank you. Stand up. Stand up. I said, stand up. You know, stand, the word stand up. Yeah. Do we have a great church? Do we have great music? Do we have great pastors? Why are you here by yourself? And if God spoke to you this morning, that there is power in your, repeat after me, there's power in my testimony. Everyone like this, in my testimony. And there's four simple things you got to share with others. What is it? He found me. He, he, and he, raise your right hand and look at me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you for my friends. Put this burning desire in their hearts to tell others about your goodness, about your greatness. All of them, they have a testimony to tell. And nobody can share their testimony like them. I ask you this in the name that is above every other name, in the name of Jesus. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.